Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Brian. Doll. I'm going to do a little PSA. In other words, this is not a paid advertisement. This is just coming straight from my heart and honestly from my stomach. Let's hear it. Dear, dear, gorgeous friend of the pod, Ed Kimba, a.k.a. Who won't take my advice to do a corner bake sale to make extra money. We told him during the pandemic, why don't you Uber bake sales to people on your street? But he moved since then. He moved to North London. I don't know how it's going. Pretty well, I think, judging from the Instagram. I would imagine. Gorgeous kitchen, gorgeous place. He even has a very cute puppy named Wesley, I believe, who's who's adopted. Yeah, gorgeous little guy. Uh, Ed Kimba, a.k.a. The Boy Who Bakes, at The Boy Who Bakes on Instagram, has a new book coming out, Small Batch Bakes, it's called. It's being released in the U.S. on the 4th of October, which means that you can pre-order it now. Fabulous. I would. The cover recipe, I've seen the cover, it's gorgeous, is a get ready. You better just sit. Hold on. Make sure you're holding on to your seat with two two hands. I'm looking at it now and it looks gorgeous. Keep going. It's a peanut butter cookie. Dipped. Which comes from Ovenly Bakery in NYC. I asked Connor, I did a fact-finding mission on this. Connor told me that Ovenly's delicious They're in Brooklyn and they're opening a bunch of other locations. He's, he goes in there all the time to get a delicious cookie from them. And by the way, but, this cookie is dipped in chocolate. But get out the front door. And I can't believe I'm doing this and again for free because I'm in the business of yeah. memberships. Yep. Ovenly. They better just Venmo me, you know, $4,000 for this ad or whatever. But Ovenly does a monthly cake club, okay? So get this. In collaboration with Ovenly to celebrate that the book is coming out, for that for that month, the cake is going to be a malt and chocolate marble cake with a ganache filling and peanut butter frosting. Are you kidding me? You can order it through September 20th. Do you understand me? 920. And the the cake will ship between the 26th and the 28th. So that's OV. I mean, I'm getting one. Are you kidding me? Their website is O-V-E-Oven dot L-Y. That's their website, basically. 
Yeah. Uh, so go to Ovenly, order the cake club, and you can get, I want just one, I think you can get the cake as a one-off. I'm getting it for sure. It sounds incredible. Yeah. And don't forget, more importantly, to order, pre-order Ed's book on the 4th October, which means it'll ship on the 4th October. You'll have it in your hot little hands in a matter of minutes. You said that British, Rana, 4th October. Of course I did. That's British. Kiss, kiss, Ed was so happy for you, so proud kiss, of you. Kiss, kiss, Ed. And I'm only furious with you because you're going to ruin my diet with all of this. Yeah, but you know what? I'll take it for something that I know. Delicious. I still believe in, I know people don't believe in diets. I believe in diets. Too. I know you do, Ron. I'm old. Yeah. Kiss, yeah, you, I mean, you are. You really are. Hey! Okay, so uh, what? You're going to start? No, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. BS. You're full of it. I'm wearing my BS shirt. (laughs) Uh, It was my birthday weekend. Um, I'm feeling very, very loved. Loved. I had a two day pickled, very crackerjacked. Very pickled. Very. If, if, by the way, (laughs) shame on everyone if you did not see, if you were not at the cocktail kiki this month, because I got to tell you, Rana, that was like one of my favorite things we've ever done. <laughs> I had so I was out of my mind. It was fun. so fun. You know what I wonder? I wonder, you know what we should do? Okay, Tony's going to murder me. Well, you know what? I'm going to murder Tony in a minute, so it's fine. But okay. Tony's going to murder me because what I think we should do is for people that sign up for the new Kiki. Yeah. I think we should give them access to the recordings of the old Kikis. I do too. That's a good because idea. Actually, they're so or we should put them on Patreon. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but this so I had so much fun. I'm not kidding. Fun. Very rare. I was laughing for two days afterwards about some no, of the things that thinking, happened on that. Kiki. I literally kept thinking about Arana, and it took me a while to get over the sting of seeing Cynthia Dupree Sweeney in. The Vineyard House with you. Well, I mean, she's a very dear friend. You know, we've become very close while doing the show. I understand. Um, yeah. But even after all that, I was able to recover from the shock of that and laugh my ass off. I loved it. We were laughing so – I mean, it was so – now, a couple of – just so people know, a couple of the bottles. So the cocktail, And the gin was queer. Certainly was. Yeah. It was a very funny gin. You know, it was sort funny. Of a funny. Oh, oh I yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those three from Suncliff Gin. So last month's cocktail. Adorable. Okay. The Geeky for July took place on the 31st, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and the drink was absolutely gorgeous. It was an elderflower martini. And I'm anyone who just had a little reaction, who I know the people that said, Oh, that's not for me. Uh, You're wrong. Refresh. Brian had the same reaction. He absolutely loved it. Loved it. But the gin I made two, thinking I'd only drink one, and I drank both. I made one after we stopped recording. I should have called you up. We should have had a FaceTime and like old girlfriends, like sorority sisters had a FaceTime and yeah, blah, 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 blah. You were with Cynthia well, we Rana, were so I'm TVs. sure you were busy. Yeah. Well, Naomi then messaged me. Now, Naomi's been interloping. She, Naomi messaged you? In fairness to Naomi, she, well, she's texts me. We have a text relationship. Okay. We actually have an audio message relationship is what we She's have. an audio message kind of gal. She is, yeah. which I like. Yeah, she likes to get the full personality across, which I really appreciate. I do too, actually. Uh, 
But she said something so funny yesterday. Now I can't remember what it was. But so we have it. She also obviously wants to hear my voice. She sort of gets a free cameo every time she voice messages me, <laughs> which I think is sort of what's going on. So do you. But I guess that's true. I guess yeah. that's true. You're swapping pay, cameos all day. I'd pay with, at least $12 for an audio message <laughs> me, from Naomi. I would pay American. good money. Well, in a previous. Well, yeah, that reminds me. Okay. So this reminds me. This reminds me. This reminds me. But yeah. my point is that is that the gin was gorgeous, but the three of them with three queer gin owners. That's yes. how they put it. Yeah. Three queer gin owners from Arizona, which when Connor said we're doing an Arizona gin, I said, now we have to find a new guy to do the club with because that's what he thinks I am. Scott Stale, he thinks that's who I am. Well, I'm not. But the gin was gorgeous. Suncliff is what it's called. Cliff with an E at the end. The three of them were on the Zoom together and it took everything in me to not ask if they were all sharing a family bed. That's all I wanted to know. We they were scooched in tight on that Zoom. And I just thought, these three are sleeping in a bed together. All I can ever think about is that letter that we got about four to a bed, four old dogs to a bed. <laughs> <laughs> we, that but the, was So Saint Germain was the elderflower liqueur. Yes. Which is gorgeous and comes in the absolute most gorgeous bottle. Naomi's Apparently they there is an issue. She likes the Saint Germain spritz. She had one, I think, the minute the bottle arrived. That's right. Which means she must be a French seventy-five girl too. I'm but, sure she is. Oh yeah. In any event, apparently there is something with Saint Germain where there can be a dysfunction in the top, in the in the cap, You're where kidding. it can leak in transit. And so people were talking about how they had leaky tops. Leaky tops. And we had such a fun laugh about leaky tops. We did. We did. <laughs> I'm a leaky top. Who isn't, I suppose? That's true. Everyone really is. I mean, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. If you're a top, you're a leaky top, probably. Unless you're wow. working very hard to not be. Ever since. I'm going to be honest with you. Ever it takes since. Takes a lot of preparation, yeah? My birthday on Saturday. Yeah. I feel like I have transitioned from looking like Brian to looking like the man who yells at Patrick Swayze in the subway and ghost. <laughs> I, su- I have become him. My eyes wow. have sunk to new lows. What do you I don't think know what is going is. on? I don't know. I don't know if I'm maybe just still residual effects of drinking that much. Oh, you I don't had know. so much fun at your birthday. I it mean, was come fun. On. And I got to tell you, Rhonda, that July 31st, Terror the Dog, Elderflower Martini was exactly fun. what I needed. Well, that's fun. what, if you ever have a big Saturday night, you better have some, you better have a low-key, but- also fun Sunday. A low-key kiki. Yeah, because if you just let Sunday, if you just let all your serotonin drop on Sunday, you're in oh, big yeah. trouble. No, it yeah. dropped on Monday and Tuesday. So Yeah, well, that's life. Yeah. Life, in addition, oh, yeah. all of our new members for September, that means people that have signed up. I can't believe I've become a school teacher and a math teacher all the same Oh, time. I can. People that... Excuse me? No, I just mean you have the marm vibe sometimes. Oh, what a wonderful thing to say. Thank you. you well, you've got a mommet vibe. How about that? I, I believe you. <laughs> you. Little creepy crawly, little rodent. Like Especially you. lately. I'm telling you, I'm I'm one of the people in that documentary Dark Days lately. I don't I, I gotta What's get out. Dark of it. Days? People who live in the subway tunnel. I gotta crawl out. Oh, Brian, I can't with that. Please, not right now. I'm not I can't do I can't take that on right now. 
I understand. But in it, oh, but I got something else I want to talk about. And then our guest is already here, and I didn't get to do any comments or any fun. So, in any event, for September, anyone that signs up for September, this includes our people that are already signed up and that are on there, cancel anytime. And the people that sign up, by the way, that renew, then they'll be on cancel anytime. So they won't ever have to have this problem again. Once they fix it, it happened to just a handful of people. Yep. Uh, Anyone who is signed up for September will be entered to win one of the two following things of their choice. They can choose which. Oh, my God. Oh, this is big. These this prizes is are really like, big. This is how this bad is like I feel about right. this. And this is also why I'm going to murder Tony because it's about the last thing I want to do. Okay. We're going to do a five-minute AMA on the show. Where that person wins, they can come on the show. They will We're be doing on it with the show. one person on the show. They are entered to win. They have five minutes to ask us whatever they want or to ch- chit-chat with us or tell us about their dog or ask an advice question, whatever they want to do with their five minutes. No singing. Gojo's car just pulled up outside your house, Rana. <laughs> if it wasn't already parked around the corner this whole time. <laughs> How about Gojo? How dare he brought an extra? That's another thing, by the way. He no plus one. He's a martini runs. expert, Rana. We've said, so he said, how do we know? I believe him. He knows everybody. Sh- that guy didn't know anything. He didn't even speak. You could put Sherman next to you and tell me he's a martini expert. Oh, that baby. Maybe Sherman will come to the next, next he gate. gate. He's white. He can come to the white party. White patty. Well, Ron, it's not if you are white. It's if you're wearing white. <laughs> no, I, well, he's wearing. That's what I mean. <laughs> he's wearing a white. <laughs> he's wearing a white suit. Is my he point. is yeah, white he fur is. coat. He is wearing a fur. The other thing, if they don't want to appear on the show because they're that way, you know, sure. those people. Yeah, we will do an outgoing message for them. That's the yeah. other thing they can choose from. That's right. Or a cam. They could have a cameo from us, I suppose. Now, forget it. And why am I calling cameo a verb? It's called a video. Yeah, that's right, Rana. Yeah. Listen, I guess is already here. We didn't get to le- read. I want to say the following things. Five stars, five stars only. Definitely. I get the feeling people like to listen to this show, but they don't actually care about it. And if they are cared they, are you about kidding? it, you know if what? they cared if that's about true, it, they'd be rating it and they'd be reviewing it. If that's true, I'm going to have an AMA with that person, but I get to ask you anything. There you go. But really, it's so important to the health and the wealth and the success and the continued uh, operation of the show. So five stars, five stars. These legs aren't going to soothe themselves. You know what I mean? I need as Rana. Can I say what you want for my birthday? Would you prefer? I know they were. I knew they weren't going to soothe themselves. So I got you a vibrating foam roller. She got me a vibrating foam roller, everybody. The Theragun vibrating foam roller and some detox bath salts. I used. That's called the Martini. I used it. Last night, and it was delish. So I'm glad. I thought you were going to return that stuff for sure, but you didn't. No so that's good. Way. Uh, the other thing is what I want to say five stars only. I'm get so the coffee kiki. Yes. We, we didn't get a chance to read this yet either, but we're getting a lot of positive feedback about the idea of a coffee kiki. It's a resounding we. So I'm thinking the coffee kiki, maybe we're going to start. We'll see. In September or October. But the deal with the coffee kiki is that you've got to be a subscriber in order to be invited. It's not just buy a bag of coffee, you get invited. Oh, no. It's recurring memberships. Yeah. 
Rana, do you know what kai kai is? Mm, I don't like the sound of it. It's actually not that bad. It's a little too close to something that they call my people, that word. Oh, okay. But but what is kai kai? It's nothing like that. (laughs) Okay, so what is it? Kai kai is when two drag queens have sex with each other in drag. It's called kai kai. Well, why is it called that? I don't it's know. It's not a kiki, but a kai kai. A kai kai. I don't, I'd need to know the oranges of that word to really think that's anything. It is something. It's been around a long time, but I don't know the origin. That's a good question. Is it pornography? Do they feel No, that? I think it's just like if you're at a club and one of you is doing Karen Carpenter and one of you is oh, doing and Madonna and you want to hook up after. Yeah. Yeah. That's great news. Yeah. Um, I guess today uh, is an actor that people have seen in absolutely every place. They've seen him in imagine. everything, but he's a real onion, Rana, because he's not only is he an actor who has been in something basically ubiquitous. I mean, everyone knows who this person is. Yeah. But also, he's an actual actor's actor and also is like a writer. A writer yeah. From he, on a high pro- he, was a writer on he, a high profile show. He is an onion. He is an onion. Uh Shall we bring him on? Let's bring on Peter Gross. Rana, listen to this sound. (gasps) Does that put a smile on my face? What is that? I got to tell you, Rana, this is the sound of another sale on Shopify. Uh The all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Oh, I know Shopify. We use it for Ask Ron a Coffee. Of course we do. Among other things, yeah. We use it because it gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so that upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. So, Rana, we don't have to be a Fortune 500 company to do this. I'll tell you what, that's entirely true because I'm on Shopify every minute. There you go. Trying to see where our sales are. I'm very involved and it makes it so easy for me. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. Because believe me, what did we start selling on this podcast, Ron? I think we our first thing we ever sold was maybe like a t-shirt. A t-shirt. And what are we selling now? Are you kidding Pardon me? Pardon me, we're selling uh, a cocktail club. Are you serious? In addition to our own beverage, a Negrana, our own personalized it's alcoholic unreal. beverage. In addition to our fabulous coffee, of course, which never goes out of style. And Rana, I have a feeling we're not stopping there because success- no. I wrote, I came up with this. Success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. It sounds like you came up with that. Thank you, I did. Like Ask Rana, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. So any size, you can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps like Facebook, like Instagram, like TikTok, like Pinterest, and MOA. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Rana loves looking at the numbers. Honestly, that sounds boring. I'll tell you something. If you're running a Shopify it's store, kind of a thrill. it is so exciting. I love looking at the chats. I love looking up the dates. I love looking and saying, well, this time last year, how did we do? Or this compared to this. I Absolutely. It's a thrill. And as we grow, Rana, Shopify grows with us. It's more than a store. It's possibility powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash ask Rana, all lowercase. Thank you. 
for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Oh, forget trial. The second they try this, if they really have a business and something they're selling, you're in. There's no turning back. So grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash askrana right now. Shopify.com slash askrana. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. If you're that sort of person, I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Now, wait a minute. Oh, my God. I Uh, think it would be going too far to call this person iconic. Sonic iconic, anyway. For sure, Sonic iconic. But as I mentioned before, a full onion. Because this person's got yeah. the smarts, yeah. the talent, is an actor, is a writer, is a comedian. Yeah. yeah. And is someone who, if, let me put it this way. If you are Joe Schmo, you know who this person is. Yeah. If you are Fran Lebowitz, you probably know who this person is. <laughs> well, Fran she Lebowitz walked- doesn't know who anyone is. <laughs> you don't think That's she watched the, I feel no. like maybe she did. She, she doesn't she know who see- her doorman is. Yeah, unless she loves unless she loves the Sonic Butterfinger Crunch, and I don't know about it. But she might. She, but you know, I mean, I bet, I bet. Julia Louis Dreyfus knows who he is. Stephen Colbert knows who he is. That's That's for sure. See, I bet Fran Lebowitz loves a McFlurry, and she doesn't tell anybody. I do want to know what her like little pickle is. Or a tasty delight. Something there's some Ugh. all I know is she likes a soft serve. I can see Fran Leibowitz eating a soft serve. That's I bet Fran Leibowitz walks to some McDonald's in New York in her neighborhood and all the people there don't know who she is. They're For like sure this not. old weird Jewish woman with terrible hair comes in and yells at right. us about McFlurries. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know who she is. Oh, every person she interacts with in her life has no idea who she is except yeah. for the three people that do. So and her dry cleaner everyone, doesn't know. The, know. Her just, driver like, probably doesn't lady. know. Yeah, or, yeah. They exactly. just they just think, oh, right, this woman some lady used to have a lot Fran. of money. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Except it's the other way around. Yeah. Peter, your boots on the ground in New York. Have you actually ever actually seen her in person, like crossing the street or anything? No, I have not. Um, but thank you for describing me as boots on the ground just by living in New York. Uh, in the in the, you're the a Fran watcher. Find, <laughs> Fran watcher, exactly. Yeah, you just register with the city, so you can't get a restraining order if she gets scared. It's, it's totally fine. I've not seen her, but I think I feel like she's Upper East or Upper West, probably. And I'm well, she's so. Upper East now. She. Yeah. Used to be sort of Chelsea, and then she's oh, now yeah. up at East. Weird. Yeah. She aged out of Chelsea. Well, there was some apartment that she had her eye on. She always wanted to live in this building. I can't remember now, Brian. Do you? Was it was it next to Carnegie Hall or something like? She has well, some kind of Chelsea. There was a. Excuse me. I said she used to be in Chelsea. Oh. Do you want me to end the show right now? <laughs> no. 
I'm really sorry. Sometimes I don't Peter, I feel up. like I'm I running know, a Peter kindergarten here. class. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm running a kindergarten class, and I have to say, we're not going to read story time if people can't sit down and sit and and stop putting their hands on everyone else. How dare you, Rana? <laughs> that is really how I've it always feels. kept my hands to myself. Peter, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this is how it feels, Brian. Definitely is a needler and a nerdler to people that he's sitting next to when he's six years old. No question, not keeping his hands. I'm not standing for bigotry on this episode, to be honest with you, (laughs) just so you're aware. (laughs) Peter. Yes. You have been in everything. You Uh, have written for probably, I would say, one of the top, I would say one of one of the most revered, well regarded, brilliant TV shows ever in the history of this country. For which Sesame you Sesame Street? Exactly. Uh-huh. No. The Evening nanny. Shade. Evening Shade. <laughs> Evening Shade. What was it like to work with Bert? No, I want to know where you keep Dream. I want to know where Dream. you keep I want to know where you keep your Emmys. I have two Emmys for writing mm-hmm. for the Colbert Report, and mm-hmm. I keep them on uh I moved into um an apartment that has some big uh Emmy like shelves? Built in, yeah, they're Emmy shelves, which okay. is why I moved in. I told my realtor, I said, I need the Emmy shelves. And don't come back to me with any list. Yeah, they have to be exactly 17 and a half inches tall. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they, uh, yeah, they're on a shelf that's like built in. Meanwhile, I've got two, but then there's people who worked for The Daily Show when they won a bunch and then worked for uh, Colbert when, when we won Oh, a they bunch. become absolute doorstops. Eric Drysdale has probably yeah. like 15. Oh, don't bring like him that. up. Yeah, I know. I'm wow. sorry. Oh, he's a oh, Massachusetts it, denizen. He's a, Oh, and he's absolutely a despicable person. He's trash. He's trash. Yeah. He's, he's trash. not nice. No. So don't bring him up. He's not calm and meek. He's, nope. <laughs> he's just like a tornado everywhere. He goes. Peter, where are you from <laughs> yeah. originally? I'm from, uh, Scarsdale. Oh. In Westchester. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go Which to Rye Country Day? No, I went to Scarsdale High School. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never understood why people would pay the taxes and everything and that house fee to live in Westchester and then send their kids to a private school. Well, Scarsdale High School is a good school, so it's it is a good it's, school. It is strange that they. It's always one of those Rana? sort of top ten. Scarsdale, Nutria. What's that? Nutria, exactly. Yeah. Nutria, like the rat. Yes, no. a Nutria rat. That's what I was bringing up. Yeah, a giant <laughs> Nutria rat, which I, I know you've got two or three of in your in your. <laughs> Nutria is a high school outside of Chicago. Well, that's fine, Rana, but don't call me Nutria. And uh, <laughs> now I'm going to call you Nutria for the rest of the show. <laughs> it sounds like you know, a salt sweetener. Did you ever see a Nutria? Like- I saw one once in Inks Lake in Texas, and it was the most disgusting thing. And it was bl- it, it it had been beached. It was disgusting. How, how big was it? Enormous, because it had been bloated and beached. I'm going to look up what a nutria is. It's like it a sounds, gigantic. It sounds like a sweetener. It's, it's somewhere like, between a rat and a guinea pig. And it lives in like oh. fresh water. They're disgusting. <laughs> they have it them, lives in what? It lives in, I think, like lakes and fresh water, right? Oh, weird. Oh, I no, don't know it's enough. it's terrible. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, it's enough. horrible. It's awful. It's yeah. awful. It's like, uh, and so I, yeah. So anyway. So to confirm, no. yes, that is what I was calling you. Yeah. Now listen, Peter. <laughs> yeah. This show. Isn't about rats. Well, sometimes it's about love rats, and sometimes it's about you know all kinds of things. You ever heard of a rat king? No, this is my last word on rats. Oh no, Brian! You heard of one? No, don't do it, Brian. Don't like a. Is it like in the world of like bears and otters and all that? No, it is not. (laughs) It's going to be. It is. I happen to be a rat. Throw up! I'm gonna (laughs) throw. No, I'm gonna throw up if you tell Peter what it is. All right, fine. But Peter, do you promise to look it up later? He doesn't know what it is. Is insane. 
Look it up later or, or he, now. But look it up do. right now. And I'm not saying out loud what it is. Okay. Then I Rat won't King. Do. But Brian can. And I'm going to put mute. Okay. A rat king is when a bunch of rats get their uh, tails all uh, tangled together. You said uh, you were going on mute. And they can't <laughs> untangle them. So they're just like one, like a spider. They're like they're a like a rat. wheel of, of a wheel, a rat wheel. A rat wheel. Rat wheel. Oh, yeah. gosh. But why king? Why did they give it that word? Because it's like, who can defeat that? It tricks the rats into doing it. They're like, how we'll often- be kings. And then they do it. And they're like, this is terrible. How often do you think it happens? A lot. How do you enough know? Enough to get a name, right? There's I mean, enough rats it- out there. Yeah. yeah. It's true. I've seen People a lot write recently. in, Peter, they're desperate. They sure. just are. And that's the situation. And sometimes their questions are important. And sometimes they're not. But we, mm-hmm. but they write in anyway. Right. And sometimes we answer those questions and sometimes right. we don't answer those questions. But in this case, we're going to answer some of them. Yeah. Well good. said. Uh, this question is absolutely bananas, cuckoo bananas, but also not strange at all. And I'm excited to read it. Okay. Dear Ron O'Brien and lovely guest, if applicable, I'd say it is. Yeah, Peter thank Gross. You. Thank you. I'm a 33-year-old gay guy from Ohio who lived in NYC for six years after graduating college. I have now been living in Philadelphia for five years. Okay. Okay. I've been moving around corporate America and finally landed a job making 80K per year, which allows me to pay my mortgage, monthly bills, take a vacation or two each year, and put a little aside for savings. Well, congratulations on being an adult. The problem is I'm still not happy. Okay, well, you're 33, so I'm shocked. Yeah. I should also mention that I am in a three-year committed relationship, which brings me great joy in my personal life. So I don't want to mess that up based on what I say next. Okay. Uh Oh, Oh boy. This is a lot of groundwork for. Yep. It's a pretty good picture, though. They've laid a pretty clean table here for us. I can't wait to see the, 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 the turn. I know. Next sentence. I don't think I will ever be filled, be fulfilled professionally speaking. I usually work about two years at a job, get bored and move on. I've never had any issues getting hired. The only job that I can't stop thinking about is becoming a commercial pilot. This was always my dream since childhood. But when I was searching for university programs, I was talked out of it by family members because if, because if I think in their old school mentality, because if their old school meant because of, ah, uh, I know it's a very destructive type murder of me. It is. Yeah. It is. That took a lot out of us. <laughs> yeah. God. It's a big derailing. <laughs> because of their old school mentality that the airlines only hires higher. Two typos in one sentence. Oh Mil- you, Don't and you, fly my and, plane. And also, by the way, now, <laughs> yeah, you, and now we know, yeah, now we know. know that whatever this news you're telling us about how you're perfect and you quit after two years and they don't push you out, that you just could get any job as long as any job. Also, airport codes are only three letters <laughs> long. So if you miss one of those letters, oh, boy. that's a big, right. yeah. missing you're an You up in Indianapolis right. instead of somewhere else. Yeah. India. Right. Uh, I, okay, because of their, the ment- their mentality that airlines only okay. hire military Air Force people. And I definitely did not want to go that route. So I tried to put right. it out of my head and continued oh. on with a boring economics degree. I also wasn't focused on a lifelong career choice at that time, which I deeply regret. And now I fear it is too late to pursue that dream. 
I've started taking flight lessons, great, as a hobby. I have already have about 20 flight hours in my logbook. Just for the record, that's about two. But if I really want, I mean, I know a little something about flying. But if I really want to change careers and do this as a career, it will take about three to four years to reach the mandatory 1,500 hours for an airline to hire me. Plus, that doesn't sound like very much to me, does it? 1,500 flight hours. How many days is that, Brian? Quick hours math. doesn't sound like that much. Quick math, 1,500 Brian. days? It's like- 1,500 hours is how many days? 25 Like 60? Hours. See, that's, well, that's nothing to me. I guess it's 60 full days, but I mean, that's full days. Yeah. Right. If you just spent two months flying straight yeah, at the end, we never slept or ate or crapped or (laughs) just never left the plane. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that's good preparation. Yeah. 1500 hours for an airline to hire me plus a hundred thousand to $150,000 investment into the flight school training for which I would need a student loan, not to mention I would, st- or just maybe the Saudi government could pay for it if you, yeah. if you agreed to their wishes, not to mention I would still need, oh, you, what was that? They all went to flight school and said they only wanted to practice takeoffs, not landings. Right. Not to mention I would still need to cover all my monthly expenses. I would also probably move somewhere with more stable weather in order to complete the training faster because about half of my scheduled classes in Philly get canceled to inclement weather. Inclement. Am I correct about that? I say inclement. Inclement. But there's no I in it, right? Not in the middle, at least. No, No. you're right. It's not inclement weather. No. It's, it's, this is spelled inclimate. No, no. The answer is no. Weather. Plus, he has to add another year for spelling lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Or just going to take him forever. Or just literally hit one button on your computer. (laughs) That's true. When you see the red squiggles, you know something is wrong. Right. Yeah, the squiggle isn't there for like fun to keep it interesting. It's not like, whoa, look at that word you use. Oh, look. Oh, my computer has a crayon. Right. (laughs) At this stage, I'm not able to fly in wind, rain, clouds, basically anything except perfectly clear skies. Yes, because you're at the very beginning of this 20 hours. Commercial pilots are in high demand and the salaries are exponentially higher than any time in aviation history. So I believe it would, I would have a good life in about 10 years when I am fully submerged in this career. Also, well, I wouldn't use that word to describe flying either, but anyway. Also, who are you, Scully? Was that his name? <laughs> oh, Scully. Yeah. Sully, Sully. Sully, Sully. Sully. Sully was a uh, miracle on the Hudson. Tom Hanks. Yes. Thank God Tom Hanks made that, that movie was and played that role. Number. Thank God. That was a real Tom Hanks number. Also, commercial pilots are required to retire by 65. I did not know that, but that's good news to me. So I would still have a good 25-year run if I got hired before I was 40. In addition, I would like to marry my boyfriend one day, but I don't know if it's fair to drag him around the country with me, force him to get a new job, and not to mention our whole lifestyle will be a lot less comfortable than it is currently for at least five years. Hmm. Boy, these are some big worries you got here. I also noticed that the airline industry is a bit of a boys club, which does not sit well with me. I've read a lot of blogs where queer pilots feel really uncomfortable sitting in the cockpit for extended periods with older pilots who are either extremely religious 
or just of a different generation don't understand people who are not like themselves. And meanwhile, the joke's on them because they're the ones sitting in a cock. <laughs> so yeah, true. you're literally in a cock with three yeah. other dudes. <laughs> in addition, my instructor and most other students are in their early to mid-20s, so I already feel like the old guy is trying to play catch-up. I am having a really difficult time deciding if I could quench my flying thirst by continuing to take classes and getting my private pilot license as a fun hobby, which would allow me to rent some small airplanes, fly around the country for vacations and adventures, all while keeping a corporate job to maintain this lifestyle. Okay, so you, now you're a playboy. So you either want to be a playboy or you want to be a bus driver. That's what you're telling me? <laughs> right. That either it's flying for fun or just like... Flying an Airbus. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> but I just don't know if this will truly will truly satisfy my lifelong yearning to fly or if I will regret not taking it further and making a whole life out of it. How can I be sure I am making the right decision? I will feel so horrible for myself and those around me that have supported me on this life change if for some reason I drop out in a year or two because of money, fear, mental exhaustion, or just flat out changing my mind. Any advice you have on a midlife career change is greatly appreciated. Much love, Tim. Tim sounds paralyzed with all this stuff. And I would just say at the end, and then Peter, I want to hear your opinion. 33 is not midlife. So that's you're true. On the, you're on the younger end here of, of, I think, look, I don't know what my advice is quite yet, but um, but if you to, for you to feel like your life is half over and you have to make this decision hastily is not the case anyway. Yeah, I would, I'd be curious what that corporate job is. Cause I'm a big proponent of you can, for most people, like you can make your money doing kind of something that as long as it doesn't kill you and it's not like a complete soul sucking thing, that's what the rest of your life is for. I mean, I would say 90% of the world is just working to make money to go do the things they want to do. Um, so it's probably like not. sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. While <laughs> flying. Throw it on autopilot and take a nap. There you go. I always wanted to nap in the sky. It's been yeah. my dream. <laughs> but if it's a truly right, buy an airplane baby. ticket. You want to take a nap yeah. in the sky, buy an airplane it's ticket. Honestly, that's true. Let someone else drive. Um, but it's so specific because it's not like I want to get into comedy or I want to like go to be a doctor. Like, oh, it may as well be. It, it may might as well, well be getting into comedy. I'm 33 and I want to try stand up. It may as well be the same question, right? But stand up you can do at night, like after your job. Yes, you know this is a this is a much bigger commitment. It's a huge commitment. Take a good look at that life. That's the life you dreamt of. You want to walk through airports all the time. You want to be late for this and on time for that and work two days on and two days off and you don't sleep for 48 hours and then you do sleep for three days and then you start at a regional airline, of course, because you have to. That's how it works. Right. So you're flying Phoenix to, you know, Scott, San Diego. Scott yeah. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix <laughs> Scott. <laughs> He's just taxiing. <laughs> yeah, uh, the whole he's time. Just flying Phoenix to Scottsdale. 
you're flying, you know, Santa Fe to Albuquerque, whatever your whatever sure. your route is. You got, he's got to love square <laughs> luggage, like really hard corner that's square true. luggage that's that could true. be on a train thing that looks like it's either that you stole it from the FBI or like yeah. or I don't know yeah. what. It's indestructible. It's a briefcase, right? Exactly. And and it may be that that is the life that you always dream. There are people who are pilots who dreamt of being pilots. They love it. They love being in the air. It means everything to them. They really, it's true. I mean, and then there are people who the same, but they did that in the air force for a time. And then it was time to join civilian life. And so now they fly, you know, other, you know, your parents aren't wrong in saying most pilots come from the air force. I mean, that was the traditional path, but of course there are people who are commercial pilots. So I know someone who used to be a male nurse. And he always wanted to be a pilot, and he became a pilot. Now he's a pilot. And there was a lot of judgment in male nurse. There was a lot. That was yeah. a loaded way to say it wrong. I wanted people to know he was a man and a nurse. That's all. Oh, okay. If I said a nurse, the judgment would have gone the other way around, and everyone would have said, a female pilot. You're, you're right. You're right. We right. would have been horrified. It was the exact flip of the thing that you've said. Everyone would have said a female pilot instead of a, a male female pilot from the Caribbean so was, or the Philippines. So yeah, let, yeah. It must so make New York. That's many. So I was trying to be clear. But my point is this. Why don't you just take the classes a little longer, sweetheart? It's been 20 hours. Okay. That's true. You, ne- you need to do these classes anyway. Why don't you find out whether or not you poo-poo your pants when it rains the first time? Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I was definitely I, concerned about I can only fly when it's perfectly perfect. clear outside. Well, that is yeah. how it works, though. You start out only flying on instruments. And so they teach oh, you sure. how to fly a small plane a certain way. And so they do not trust you to fly in those circumstances. You always, it, learning how to fly at first is like driver's education. You've got another pilot sitting next to you, right. you know, the whole time to take over the controls. And so 20 hours is literally scratching the surface. Why don't you find out how much you do enjoy being in the air before you topsy-turvy everybody and move them to Florida? Which is what you're talking about. They should also have a simulator about what it's like to live the life of a pilot where you have Absolutely. to be like away from home for, like you said, the you know, a week and a half or like you have to find a place to get regular food when you have a layover in, you know, Japan or something and you don't eat fish or whatever it is. Like right. you have to have some airport hotels all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chatting. There should be a simulator where if you're gay, you have to chat with two straight guys about right. it. <laughs> football game or something like that or how hot the stewardesses are you have to go this through is that like simulation. a fun game this is great vr yeah yeah exactly well space camp they should send them to space camp. Oh, yeah God. there should be space Kelly camp for... um, i also feel like that gay straight thing that seems like he's coming up with a reason not to do something because corporate america can't be that like queer friendly like i, I can't I, I can i can imagine that everywhere you go i will let you answer, but as a gay man, no, like, you're always going to run into that, you know? I mean, of it's- course, of course. And also I would say like, for it almost sounds like you're like trying to figure out how to bust your life wide open right now. And yeah. I think it's fabulous that you've always had this fantasy of wanting to be a commercial pilot, but yeah, don't jump the gun. And because what you're literally, you're lumping ending your relationship 
in with yeah. doing the thing. You know what I mean? You're just literally throwing it all out. The, Catastrophizing. The, every, everything yeah. will not work out if I follow my dream. And it's this, like- And make this one decision and everything off of that decision tree is, is Yes, like a and oh, exactly. already two years from now, disappointed everyone in my life is going to be. Yeah. yeah. Which I have two things to say about that. What do you think? All pilots only come from like, I don't know, San Diego? Where the weather's Which, great? The, like, that just guess, doesn't work that but way. But by the way, guess what else he might end up doing? Flying for FedEx. Or flying oh, for yeah, private. Those pilots that are making all of that money. And by the way, they're making all that money now. That is because of what happened with the pandemic and the demand, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know whether the salaries are going to stay there or whether they're going to stay there and not move 10 years from now. And with inflation, it's, you know, I don't know. You're, you're making all of your decisions based on this snapshot of this moment in time. The best news I've heard is that you are taking flying lessons. You've always wanted to fly. You feel like it's something you didn't get to do. You always, you're taking an improv class, okay? Mm -hmm. You don't know whether you want to be a professional actor or not, but you're taking an improv class. Mm. And what you might find is all you want to do, or you're taking horseback riding lessons you never, you always wanted to do, you never got to. And you might find, that's fun. I love my Saturdays at the barn. Or you might find that in every other time of your life, all you can think about is being at the barn. You wish you were at the barn all the time. Right. And then you might say to yourself, maybe this is how I want to spend my days. This is, yeah. this is how I want to do it. By the way, you work in corporate America. You love flying. Da, 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 da. Why do you go work for an airline? There's incredible jobs working for air. If, you, if air travel is the thing that you're enamored by, there are people that love the airline industry, truly. One of our listeners, dear old friend of mine, uh, is a very high-powered hotel guy now. Oh, but really? He used, but he used to work at uh, an What's airline. What's his deal? Is he a hotelier? Or yeah. hotelier? Well, no, he works. I want to say he works now in guest experience at a hotel, which means the whole experience, you know, the whole, I, I, that doesn't mean was there a cookie on your pillow, but I think it means, or maybe it's guest <laughs> technology experience. Anyway, whatever is it is. Is this Drudapest? Yes. Ab, what's that? Is this Drudapest? No, of course not. Oh, okay. Drudapest. No, I'm talking about a real executive at a real, at a corporate headquarter. Well, what's his deal? Well, I'm not going to tell you because I don't know if he wants me to talk about what I'm he does. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what does he stick it in? Not you. Well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But as far as I know, he's married with two beautiful girls. But oh, what he okay. does in his own time is really. Well, that's a, that's a complete. Why that he loves never to led so to much. someone wanting to put the penis in a man. <laughs> he started out as a baggage handler. Sure. Went to oh Georgetown. Gosh. Okay. And he, he started out as a passenger. First, he was a passenger. That's right. First, he was actually <laughs> right. before he was a yeah. passenger. He was a small child that used to go to the airport and watch the planes land. Yeah. His parents got divorced, and he had a guy that he used to spend time with. You know, a sort of you know mentor friend, like a like a Manny. Oh. And that guy would take him to the airport, and they would watch the planes take off and land. And he knew every plane and every aspect of every plane. He was one a planes kid. And he decided he wanted to work for the airlines. Anyway, I'm giving you too much information. But what he, but my point is, he went and he became a baggage handler. He was going when it was at Georgetown. He could have gone and done anything, but he wanted to know how the company worked from the inside out. Wow. He loved travel. He loved the airline industry. And then he climbed up the ranks through that 
airline, and now he's at a hotel company. And he loves everything about it, but he doesn't fly a plane, and he doesn't run a hotel. He just loves that business. And it may be that you love that business, and that's not, that is an aspect of that business you could work in. And I got to say, on those I, lines- I went too far on a tangent with that. I apologize. No, I was going to say, you should just clock your hours right now and not worry about it, but also- uh, you know, are you into the points guy? That, I love that stuff. You know what I mean? Like that, that might be fun to subscribe to newsletters like that where you can really nerd out. But what you really need to do is take a breath because the real problem with this person is that they are at the exact age where they're saying to themselves, have I given up on all of my dreams? Right. Is this all there is? Is this what there's going to be? And Part of the answer to that question seems to be, uh, yes, congratulations. You met someone great that you think you want to marry. I mean, that's not yeah, a small achievement sure. at 33. But there's no reason you can't have your cake and eat it too right now. You know, sure. like you can Why do- don't you figure out if you even know how to, you're even any good at it? Right. You're already flying a jumbo jet from JFK to Zurich in your mind. <laughs> right. I mean, right. sweetheart, it hasn't even rained on your plane yet. Right. That's what I mean about pooping your pants. Why don't you find out if you're cool under pressure? Why don't you find out if you're any good at it? And at the moment, you can afford to take flying lessons. Instead of, you've sent us a question about a student loan, a mother who hates you, a boyfriend who has to give up his job in order to right. live to Florida. You've flown for 20 hours, okay? The other news I have for you is uh, the hysterical uh, line about everyone at flight schools in the mid twenties, and I'm 183 years old. Right, <laughs> you're 33. If this is your life's passion, I don't think the six years between you and the next student is the thing that should stop you from living right. your life's passion. Yeah, also, yeah, to time. Brian's point earlier, 33 is way too young to be having a midlife crisis. Yeah, I because I started mine at about 45, and it it still like, going. It's still, oh, still going. Started it. I was, I'm on the up, uh, we're in the rising action of the, the midlife crisis story. But if you're starting it at 33, that is such a disservice to yourself. Like, totally. give yourself till at least you're 40 to start really doubting every single thing that you're Throw doing. away That's this right. letter that you sent. Throw it away. Just take yeah. Keep, go, clock your go hours. Go to class for the next Revisit. six months. See if you even like to fly. Because the other side of this, by the way, is I thought I always wanted to fly. Now, it turns out I hate it which is what the last line is. What if I disappoint everyone? By the way, if people love you and you're a responsible person and you're so wonderful at getting hired all the time, as as noted in the beginning of Yoletta, it does not matter if two years from now you say, I just don't think this is for me. But why yeah, don't you wait six months to find out if it's for you instead of two years, $150,000 in debt, a move to central Florida and a divorce? <laughs> It would be funny if you, I have to move to Orlando, obviously, if I want to be a <laughs> Like it just, people do start bundling a bunch of things together and like yeah. making everything much bigger. Yeah. Also, it reminded me of people who want to be a chef and they say like, I love cooking. I've always loved cooking. Do I want to go uh -huh. work at a restaurant? It's, it's very, very different no. working no. at a restaurant than it is cooking at home for your friends or eight people tops. It would be, it would be, a, it would be interesting to see how. Working in a restaurant is like working on a pirate boy. ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, oh, truly. Yeah. Oh, genuinely, truly. Right. But 
The first version you described is, do I want to be a guy with plenty of money and a stable life who flies planes? How awfully unattractive that would be. Yes, with a man Or do I want to be a bus driver? Right. Yeah, all the shine will be off of it once you're flying. Once you're a pilot and you're like schlepping your crap all over Newark Airport right. or something. And you're like, oh, oh my God, my also office. Also flying a big AKA. plane. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm sorry, dear. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying. And your office, aka the cockpit, is feet away from where 300 strangers are taking shits. <laughs> poop. Like, yeah. More poop. Yeah. I'm shocked at you today, Ronnie. There's something very <laughs> wrong with you. Your mind is in your mind is in the. Oh, you bowels. want me to say? How shall I say it differently? Do do. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> way, way classier. It's kind There's of a no lateral move, but that's all right. yeah. yeah. But honestly, I want to see this guy weather a hailstorm, and then what do you think? I want to be on his plane. Get yeah. out of here. Log your hours, and then make this decision much, much later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you just take a little bit the of way, a jail pill? Your boyfriend will be happy if you're happy. There's no reason to upset his life right now. Just do the thing that makes you happy uh, uh, as a hobby and then until it's not. Yeah. Find out if you are the sort of person who thinks, I can't stop thinking about being in the air. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Right. I love the feeling of flying a plane. Why can't I be bloated all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I need to uh, have restless leg syndrome and uh, <laughs> bad circulation. Yeah. And, and if you really love being in the air. Socks, that's yeah. true. By a lot if of If he truly loves socks. being in the air, he can just buy a trampoline and just for like seconds at a time. That's feel like, true. <gasps> just little person. Well, become a steward. An ass steward. Yeah. yeah. Or go right, on a hot air too, balloon every day. Oh, I'd we pro- spent way too much time on that person. Okay. Buy a hot air balloon is my. But I will balloon. say, I understand. That's the most practical advice. <laughs> <Buy a hot laughs> <air balloon. laughs> That's my advice. Ultimately, it boils down to that. But of course, it's understandable a, a career crisis at thirty three. That's about when it happens. We say, "Am I committing this to this, or am I going forever. in another direction?" Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You ready for the next one, everybody? Okay, here we go. Hi, Rana, Brian, and guest. Usually they put some, a very exciting adjective before guest, but I don't know, Peter. They, they obviously didn't know no. you were coming on because I don't need phenomenal. it. Phenomenal. Okay, good. Yeah, you, you're secure with who you are. I guess. First time, long time, in desperate need of your help. I'm 33. Another 33-year-old. Ugh. I'm 33. Wait, this is when they killed Jesus, by the way. I would just like That's to point true. out. It is it's true. a tough age. It is a tough age. That's true. Because you're constantly under threat at that yeah, age. From the Maybe Romans. Jesus exactly. would have liked to have become a commercial airline pilot. <laughs> you know what? Maybe. At 30, maybe that's all he could think about at 33. That's right. Yeah. I'm 33. That's what he was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm 33 today, actually. And I, this is a she, her, have lived in a twin home with my husband, he, him, for the last two and a half years. I guess that means like a duplex or something. Anyway. Twin home? Oh. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I sh- yeah, I think a side <sighs> by side maybe. Okay. Yeah. We share a wall with a guy. Okay, there we go. We share a wall with a guy, Ryan, who's around our age. He's single and rents from his mom. His younger brother stays with him sometimes. But besides that and his mom, no one goes in or out of the house. In the time we've lived here, he's probably left the house five times at the most. And we've spoken twice. I've knocked on his door to invite him over for drinks twice. And both times he ignored the knock. I have his number for emergencies. His mom and brother also will not speak to us or make eye contact if we are out on the porch. Normally, this is the ideal situation. No nosy neighbors, no noise issues. Kind of like we have our own house. But we've had a major issue the past few days that I don't know how to solve. Three days ago. 
I went to the, take the trash out and noticed a dead squirrel lying on the rocks. That I'm so filled. glad it was a squirrel, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, not a new that, tree. With that set up? <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was going to be a bot, a human. <laughs> I found, yeah. exactly, the Black Dahlia. Three days ago, I went to take the trash out <laughs> and noticed a dead squirrel lying on the rocks that fill in Ryan's six-by-six six patch of lawn. I texted him right away to let him know. Ryan didn't answer me. The next day, I texted him again. Still no answer. Today is day three. It's the end of July and a heat wave. There are flies everywhere, and it Mm. stinks. I texted him more firmly, saying he needed to pick up this dead animal. He finally responded that he'd take care of it today, but it's 8 p.m. and nothing. Our other neighbor had public works out for another project, and when I asked if there was anything to be done, they told us there was nothing the borough could do since it's not our property. Ryan gets all of his meals delivered by apps, and I tried to talk to him when he pops his arm out to grab the delivery bag. I would love Uh. to see that. But he closes the door before I can get to him. I like that visual. I'm just. I like, mean, it's the best. It's like Diane Weiss and Edward Scissorhands. It's just like exactly. Just like nope. She grabs the hand. That's it. By the time you get, you should please grab the hand next time. By the time you get this letter, we'll have to do something about it, whether it's my husband or I throwing it out or what I don't know. But I need to figure out a way to resolve this disgusting issue so that he's aware that it won't happen again. What you get- are you writing us a letter for in the middle of a dead animal? She's scenario? staring at this dead animal writing this letter. Would right, you get the- but what did she know? We she caught. Is this a personal text message I could respond to? The I know the turnaround happening? is not going to be satisfying <laughs> yeah. for her. <laughs> Three weeks later. Would you get the borough involved? Send another useless text. I can't even believe this is an issue we have to solve. Kiss, kiss. And can I say her name? Yeah, she didn't say no. So Erica. Okay, I know what it is. Wait, what's Go. the question? The question, well, the question Peter's going like, to answer it. So no okay, Peter, Here's what she should it. do. She and her husband need to dress up like they're from animal control. And walk in there with like fake mustache. And Love she it. has to have a costume or something. And yep. then just go in there, say, we got it. We understand there's a, we have a surveillance drone. We saw a dead squirrel. We get an alert, whatever it is. It was on Citizen. And then they go back there and they take it and they throw it away. That, that's a great idea. And it's say, a terrible it, idea. Why? Okay, well, counterpoint. What would you there do? we go. Yes, because, Ronna, what's your deal? <laughs> this because is a debate her, now. That's not the problem here. That's the problem. I mean, that's a great idea. It's a Band-Aid. You don't need to no, know. You don't need any of that. The answer to your what you're saying is put on a glove and throw it out. That's what you're no, saying. No, yes, but the animal control should say like, and I don't know if you know, during COVID, we can't handle the animals anymore. We just have to watch you handle it. He so does. You have to pick care. it up. <laughs> well, he doesn't I, care about himself. He doesn't yeah. care about his life. He's he is an agoraphobic, a, depressive. Uh, yeah. Who knows what? Who's he has left his house twice. In the entire time that you've left there, live there, he is an expert at out of sight, out of mind. If it is not happening to him, he doesn't deal with it. And the last person he wants to make eye contact with is you. He's I mean, so it drives him crazy not, that you're on the other he'd side rather of the look wall. At the, he'd rather look at the dead squirrel. Probably he would truly all you're doing is reminding him that there's something on the other side of his wall, which is driving him insane. He wishes he lived in a freestanding building or or an apartment building with 300 million people. He is not interested in interaction with you. Your problem is, the thing they're really writing about is, this person's a bad neighbor. There's a dead squirrel and they're not handling it. Mm-hmm. If you want the dead squirrel gone- You got to get rid of it. You could have got, gotten a garbage bag and a 
put on three pairs of plastic gloves. It's horrible. And put the garbage bag over the squirrel, get rid of it and throw it in the trash. Can you talk about like, cause I, I legit would do this. If this was next to me after a couple of days, I would just hop the fence or do whatever. I would just trespass and pick it up and throw it away. Because it's it right really, there. He yeah. doesn't care if they pick it up. The problem, this yes, is why I said care. the advice was bad advice because it wasn't bad advice. But what I meant was what she really wants is for him to do it. Yes, she wants him to be a responsible, responsive neighbor. That's what they want. That she'll never get. She's no. asking us, how do you get the city to tell him he has to pick up his squirrel? How do I get him to call the city to come get the squirrel? Right. So do you want the squirrel gone or do you want him to be a functioning member of society? Because his say, mother has wanted him to be a functioning member of society for <laughs> yes. 36 years. I was going to say, no if success. you really want him to be a more responsive neighbor, you need to hire a therapist, a psychopharmacologist, and, yeah. you know, and, and wait a about girl, two uh, or three what years. One of those yes. Japanese girlfriend dolls. Right. And then wait yeah. a few years, and then maybe then. And then know? go yeah. get the squirrel in 2028. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. and he'll right. come out and say, I am getting the squirrel now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, remember yesterday when you asked me to get that squirrel? <laughs> it was four years ago. What do you mean yesterday? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is strange, though. So I don't understand what she meant. The borough can't handle it. It does seem like. Well, that's ridiculous. They asked someone on the street. Because they, they're dum-dums. They asked the person on the street, can you help us? And the guy that came out to do something else said, no. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like somebody was doing street. I don't know where you live, but there's always a number. 411, 311, 811, 611, 91, not 911. No, not that one. They would be really upset. But there's always a number. Now you can even text them sometimes. Yeah. And you could say, dead squirrel at da 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 da. Mm -hmm. And they'll come out and get it. Drinks beforehand. Yeah. They don't. (laughs) <laughs> Cocktails after. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get a task rabbit. They don't yeah, care you, where you, it can lives. Can you imagine? They don't care. They want the rotting carcass gone. They don't care whose lawn is it. What do you yeah, think, people? A, it's within your rights. I could put a dead horse on my front lawn, and that's exactly. fine. There's a limit to what, yeah, Come what on. is okay on your private property. <laughs> but if I were you, I'd stop texting him, inviting him over for drinks. He can't. He doesn't take a bath. Well, what you could do, just to go back to Peter's idea for a second, if you don't dress Thank up you. as animal control people for him, one of you could do a sex game where one of you is the dead squirrel and the other one is animal control. Mm, but that's, that's just in the privacy idea. of your own home. Right. <laughs> and clearly he won't care or. No. Well, that he might be interested in. I don't know. I don't know where his <laughs> tastes lie. Yeah. But he has a six by six patch of lawn with a dead animal. By the way, but call animal actually, control. Yes. The other thing you can say is. I mean, look, you want to get into a fight with him? Go for it. But, you know, he rents from his mother. So his mother owns the building, now, either your building or the building next to you. So you want to get involved with these people just because they're not behaving the way that you want them to? Go for it. Right. And I but, feel like this is not going to be – a dead squirrel is not going to be really a recurring issue. I, I think that this yeah, is a one and done. Sure, but you can also say, hey, dead squirrel on your lawn, I'm throwing it out unless you are. Right. Don't come I, on my lawn. Okay. Well, then I'm calling the health department. I do okay, admire pick the it na- up. I do admire the neighbor's comic timing with the door slams, though. At least in my head. Yeah. I oh, do yeah. I do love and I do I have to say to, I, hey, have, 
There's nothing funnier to me. Yeah, I love it. I wish I could watch it all day. I do. The other thing I was going to say is they could could dress up as uh, like a Postmates person or Grubhub delivery or somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. And just hand them a a bag. That's true. And then push in. But you have a neighbor who's a shut-in. I like it. I love a costume. Please. I went to the groundlings. I know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very big. Very important. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right, though, Ron. It's it's the the desire to see if someone else can solve a problem. The, see if you can figure out a problem about how to change someone else's behavior. Is that's a never ending impossible spiral? You'll never be able to figure. That Do out. you, I, Peter? You live in New York, and this is I a do. thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, do you know your neighbors at all? Yes, I do. Oh, um, wow, that's unusual. Yeah, I do. Um, I do. Okay. Well, I've my living situation is like multifarious because I had I was living in a house, got separated. Now I live in an apartment. Got it. But in the house, definitely knew the neighbors, and in the apartment, a couple of them. There's some very friendly people. We're on a, a seven. I'm on the seventh floor of a seven floor building, and one of the women on the floor was like, "We kind of have the best floor." So everybody here is really great. So I, I do actually know. Well, that's sweet. And are they great? Uh, yeah, there's been no trouble. I accidentally got off on the sixth floor and oh, there shit. was a sign on the, there's one of those garbage chutes for, for people who don't or yeah. haven't lived in New York City. Uh, multi-floor buildings, usually like pre-war kind of, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten story buildings. There'll be a garbage chute. On each floor, we open it, you just drop your garbage down, and it goes and it lands in a large bin in the basement, and the super like cleans it up. But so on the sixth floor, there was a sign on the outside of the garbage uh, door to the chute that said, like, you know, we are all responsible. It was one of those, you know, notes. Uh-huh. That people, passive, mm, aggressive, passive aggressive, aggressive. Yeah, it's like a note yeah. of like who we should all, this is the work microwave. We all need to take care of this microwave right, right. Yeah. or the fridge. And it was like, we all know better. We're inviting vermin up to the sixth floor. So that was, that's the passive aggressive garbage floor. Uh-huh. I know so that. So you are on the right floor. You are on, on the, the right, right floor. floor. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the right floor. Can I ask what neighborhood you're in? You don't have to say if you don't want to. Uh, it's called Ditmas Park. So it's okay. like Dit- out past, it's out sort of past Park, uh, uh, Prospect Park in Brooklyn. Oh, so in Brooklyn. Ditmas yeah, Park? Ditmas Park, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, sounds nice. Uh, okay, dear. This is our last question. Now, Peter. Yeah. Remember, you have to, at the end of all of this, mm-hmm. there is someone who is going to get something from us. It doesn't have okay. to be because they were the saddest. It just has to be because we have a feeling for them. Gotcha. So keep that in mind going. Ronna, you've never done question. that before. You teased it. Never have. Interesting. First time. First what time. can I say? You can still teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> big fan, big fan. Thank you for your work. My pronouns is she, her. Please don't use my name. I'm 28. I know gag. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Dear Rana and Brian. And yes. wonderful guest. Yes. I already know you are the problem. Whatever the question <laughs> is here. I have a flirty situation with a male coworker slash friend. I've had a crush on him for months, but Now, I'm not so sure. Okay. He's cool and we get along well, but it always feels like I'm having to convince him to hang out. For example, we found out we are both going to a concert next week. And after confirming we are both going alone, I said we should go together. His response was, yeah, sure, we can do that. He never asks me anything about my life. A lot of the time, I feel like I'm just listening to him vent. 
Is this a hetero male thing to be less considerate? Does he just not like me? Is it insane for me to think that if someone isn't enthusiastically trying to date me, they are stupid? Do I tell him he's being inconsiderate or is this just not the right person for me? I feel like I deserve someone who knows my time is precious and to be invited to spend it with me should feel really special. I want someone who knows I'm a damn catch and doesn't want to let me get away. So maybe the deeper question is, how do I get what I feel I deserve? Thank you for reading this if you did. You are both the lights of my life and truly a joy to listen to every week. And then there's an emoji. I I don't know this emoji. It is, uh, it's just a heart. Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah. Huh. That was, I thought it was going to be so much more. Me too. It's on its side. It's though. like an emoticon heart. It's like the kind you make with your keyboard. Oh, I've oh, never okay, known gotcha. what that was ever. I always think that that looks like a couple of things. That looks like a Oh, nose like a sideways ball sack or something. Yes, it does. That's what I actually was going to say. Oh, yeah. It's, exactly it's, it's what it looks like. three and the carrot? Yeah, that uh-huh. thing. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. going to be polite and say it looked like cherries on the side. But yes, Brian, that's exactly what it looks like. It's a me. tipped over ice cream cone. Or, or it looks like a nose a sneezing or something. <laughs> well, I hope it does mean cherries <laughs> yeah. on the side. Yeah. Because the next time I order a sundae, I'm just going to show that emoticon. <laughs> and just say like. Cherries on the cherries side. Cherries on the side. Please. <laughs> Um, also, great spinoff podcast. If you cherries want. on the <laughs> cherries side. On the side. <laughs> Just like that. The that cut, for, cut for time. I love that. The- that could be like the, what was it called? Like talking bad or something yeah, of, this, exactly. of this show. Yeah. That is so funny. Cherries yeah. on the side. Cherries That's on what the we're going to do, Petey. You're going to get That's credit for that. Yeah. Sipping like a cherry Coke or something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Two different straws sharing a cherry Coke. I would love that. Um, <laughs> but to answer this person's thing, yeah. Yes. I, think, I mean, yeah, please, Peter. Oh, that. no, I was just going to say, as the hetero male, I would firmly, uh, I, I back her up on uh, disinterest in talking to uh, a, a woman <laughs> as being one of our one of our main traits, unfortunately. I was, you know, I, 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 cluelessness, I heard, just cluelessness yes. also, yeah. yeah. I heard a friend of mine from Canada the other day um, said, you don't um, have a friend from Canada. How dare you, Ron? I'm very international. You can ask any country. I um, I have a friend from Canada, from Toronto, who said um, something like, oh, if you want to, there's a really fun drinking game if you want to get sober, actually, where you just ask, and this was a female saying this, you just ask a guy, an American man, um, no, you take a drink every time uh, an American man asks you a question, and you'll never drink again. Oh, you'll never that's drink again. Yeah, that's exactly. very funny. <laughs> exactly. Um, which that's I that's very funny. funny. Yeah. And um, so I think that I, just to sort of say what Peter said, I actually don't think this means anything one way or another. What sucks is, is the clearly thinking person that you are and a considerate person probably, is that you are taking this to mean so many things. Um, that it just doesn't. And you've almost created a push-pull, will-they-won't-they relationship in your mind that isn't there. Um, You don't know this guy. You've never – I mean, you do know this guy, but you've never been on a date with him. And you're sort of asking questions like, I don't know if it can work out at this point, you know, Uh, but it hasn't really ever started. And they haven't really spent time outside of work, maybe it sounds like. Doesn't sound like Just co-worker? Yeah. Yeah. And he might not want to screw that up. I don't know. Rana. Oh, I just don't think he's thinking about it. I hate to I say. think he's not thinking about I it mean, probably he can feel the energy that you have a crush on him. 
but you have imbued every Maybe. interaction with meaning. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say, I mean, my guess is you're in the friend zone, as they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's they used to the say that. Thing. Has anyone said that in about 10 years? No. They used to talk about the friend zone. Yeah. The friend zone doesn't really get any play anymore, does it? It doesn't. No, it used to be yeah. something that people would say to guys of like, you need to just get in the friend zone. And then eventually when she runs out of other options, you get you in the end there. zone. <laughs> yeah, it's all exactly. about Hollywood and dating. It's all Peter, about that's, staying in it. Yeah. Peter, that's your new book from the friend zone, friend to, zone the to the end zone by Peter oh Gross. How I conquered women. Yeah, and by exactly. the way, if- <laughs> you and mystery can be your co-writer. And if you need a pull quote for the back from the Cherries on the Side podcast, we're happy to give you one. Please. Yeah, everyone's like, "How did he get them?" Well, he was there at the beginning. At the he, he coined the name. Yeah, it sounds to me like you are friendly with him at work. You like him. He doesn't really. You're attracted to him, which good for you. Congratulations. Uh I don't know if your attraction is more than physical or just that you are in this physical space around this person a lot. You know, I was going to say, how fun to have a crush at work. That is actually Sometimes a crush, I mean, it doesn't sound like he's so great to talk to, et cetera, et cetera. It sounds like your crush is based on the fact that, you know, whatever, you've got a thing for him. But, and that you'd like to convert the play, as they say. But I don't know if you have anything in common or whether you enjoy the time that you spend together, et cetera, et cetera. It just sounds like you're sort of in this gray zone that people find themselves in, which is that you're spending a lot of time together with someone who you're attracted to. But I don't think it's any kind of a reflection on him that he doesn't, at this moment in time, see you as an option. That doesn't, there's no judgment to be placed on him for liking you or not liking you. And the same for you, which is your value has absolutely nothing to do whether this guy is attracted to you or not attracted to you or wants to be with you or doesn't want to be with you. And I feel like you're looking for a way to stay. We've been using all these mixed up sports analogies, but I do think you're looking for a way to stay out of the game that you don't want to get hurt. So you're doing a little bit like a pilot and you're sort of catastrophizing the situation before you've even really dipped your toe in. And God bless you. Of course, it's terrifying. No one wants to be rejected, but I don't know. Looking back on life now, I sort of think who cares? Someone rejects you. At least you've got an answer. Also, if she was with some, if there was somebody else, this guy would be a non-factor. Totally. Yeah, because it's yes. when you're when you're like lonely in the desert, you know, romantically, and you find one person who is like this person. I'm kind of interested in them, or maybe they respond to yeah. me a little bit. You like you said, you imbue so much into that, and it's objectively when you look at it. And she's only 28, so maybe she'll figure this out. But when you look at it, you're like, this is actually not a big thing. I am around them most of the day. That's why I think about them because. I see them physically for like six of my eight hours at work yep. or something. But well, yeah. and I bet when a guy is chasing her, she's not that responsive to it. Even though she says that's what she wants is to be, you know, I deserve someone who's going to knock down the door and tell me I'm great or whatever the line was. And I have a feeling that she's just a little bit still in a bit of a primordial state and mm-hmm. not totally happy with the job, not totally happy with you know, 
her social situation. Everything's just a little bit of a B minus right now. And this guy seems like this crush seems like he could elevate her to like a B plus her life. And I also really, wonder what her dating history is too. Like yeah, has, it's about what everything has she else. Been like with, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And that this, it's not like winning this cherries on the side, triple cherries on the side is somehow going to transform your life. I think it's about figuring out what other things in your life you're not crazy about and shifting them. And also now that the world is all apps and this and that, if you want a little bit of instant feedback, you know, to feel good about yourself, I mean, I suppose it works all kinds of ways, sure. but I'm sure it feels pretty good to be on an app and have people match with you. Cause it means they're attracted to you or they're interested or they yeah. find you intriguing. And even if you don't respond to them, you sort of think, Oh, okay. I didn't know there were like 300 guys out there that thought they'd be willing this to chase me around a table. Just from what your description seems pretty vanilla and pretty uncomplicated. And I bet that he yeah. is not really thinking any of the things you are. And you're about to be at that place where you're saying to yourself, like, yep. well, fuck him. Yep. How dare he do that? You know what I mean? It is, right. yep. In truth, nothing has happened. Um, She's going to give him a big speech. You know what? Exactly. If you don't like me, I don't need you. And he's going to be like, what exactly. are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Talking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so really like funny. have fun with this at work if you want. And the other thing is like he might not know at all that you have a crush on him or he might. Yeah. But it's a workplace. So I don't actually know that it's worth bringing up. I don't know. You could also say to him, do you want to get a drink sometime? Yeah. That, yeah. I wonder might, if. And he that's might say, clear. oh, I would say go to the no. concert for sure. If, <laughs> oh, I sure. <laughs> that would solve. That's the other thing. I mean, the concert is going to be everything. Concert's going to be nothing. She's putting all of this emphasis on the concert, and it's going to be logistics. Oh God! And then by my the way, my tickets in here, my tickets there. What time should we meet? Should we take the train together? He said he didn't want to get dinner first. I mean, he literally is thinking right. is not doesn't know he doesn't know the mode you're in so he's not in that There's mode also either. something that happens with work friends the first time you go out with them you get out of the elevator at the end of the day mm-hmm. you walk out of the building and you are strangers Ugh. to each other you think you are shoes. standing there next to each other being mm-hmm. like i have no idea what to talk about i can't believe i'm walking outside with someone who would wear jellies i think he wears jellies what are jellies, jellies? Jellies are these 80s shoes <laughs> that um, were like sandals <laughs> that were like plastic. Made of plastic. Right? All the shoes. And they were like really, they had like a web you design. You could rinse on them off with a hose. Oh, yeah. Or, exactly. you know. Now like babies beach, wear beach them. Beach shoes. Yeah. It, basically beach shoes. Yeah. yeah. Crocs. They were yeah. called Crocs. Yeah. That's true. Actually, they were better looking than Crocs. Well, they had, you know, they were jelly heels and jelly sneakers, you they know, all kinds heels. of jelly, all kinds of versions of jellies. Oh my jelly God. sandals, jelly Like dress you know. up here, like five inch. Well, I no, cannot it's believe that. It doesn't sustain itself like that. No, I can't but, imagine it would be wild. Yeah. Oh my God, they did have jelly high heels. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Wow. But you That's think, worse Mike, than a rat king. You walk that into is, a bar with your coworker and you think, oh my God, she's wearing jellies. That's fucking What if the other hilarious. people in the bar see that I'm at the bar with someone wearing jellies? Yeah, maybe they don't look at each other's feet at, during work. Yeah. yeah Let's that's true. Look at his feet. See what his feet are like. Everything what will kind change. Of shoes are he wearing? If he's wearing jellies, get out Do of there. Do whatever you want about this crush. If you want to see if it can go somewhere, you know, then take it out of the just nudge it out of the friend zone a little and see if he responds. Yeah. And he may not. And that's fine. You just, all that you did was, that was just a little shot across the bow and 
Take it or leave it. But people most also people, get so scared of the rejection too. Yeah, but also you know, most people yeah. don't. Then you think, oh, now we can't be friends. I can't speak to him anymore. He said, no. Most people are flattered by the invitation. And if they're nice people, I'm more concerned about you feeling comfortable afterwards than they are about, oh, I can't believe she... Th- Ha, 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 ha. Did you think I would have a drink with you? <laughs> Is that what you're afraid is right, going to happen? Yeah. Get that around everybody either at of work. You? <laughs> yeah. Get a load of this. I mean, has that ever happened to either of you? Never. No. Usually the person who wants to say no is it's nicer about it. It's nicer and almost more mortified. Yeah. Yeah. Have to say no to being asked out or being told they just want it. Like, I want this to go away. This is very uncomfortable for me. Well, thank you for asking. But either I'm not really in that place right now, or I'm dating someone else, or, oh, wow. Huh. Sure. Yeah. But I think it's news. It's going to be news to him. He's going to say, I'm married. Uh, I've been married for 10 years. Mm Yep. I have a 10 year old. Pictures on my desk, right? Of my family. I'd love to, but I'm gay and I'm taking flight lessons and I don't have any time to go for a drink. Correct. Yeah. But we're the same age. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole show, Peter. Peter, here we go. I love it. So now what we're going to do is we're going to pick one of the people who wrote in and we're going to send them a little. Something special. Mm-hmm. Whoever we think deserves it or just who we have a feeling for, just to do a quick recap. Kay. We are picking between the uh coworker crush, mm-hmm. the uh person with the unresponsive neighbor. Oh, the, the squirrel. The squirrel king. Yeah. At the squirrel king. Or the should I become a commercial airline pilot? Right. And we don't, we can't these gifts are not transferable. So for no. instance, the person who has the neighbor can't like give it to the neighbor. Yeah, we can't give them a Glade plug-in to give right. to their neighbor. Correct. Right, right, right. Who do you have a feeling for? I feel like the first person has the most complicated. I think so like, too. Like the, they're the most like existential uh, crisis. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think so too. I, I feel for I feel for the first and the last. I have to say, in almost equal measure, because I think that they're just in a moment in time in life that feels yeah. like the most desperate, like it ne- just feels like nothing's working. That's how it feels. But actually everything's fine. You just have to stop true. worrying about whether everything's working or not. Yeah. And you just have to take a little breath and a little step back. But what can give our pilot uh, what what's a good thing to take with him on his for his pilot lessons, Brian? Think about that. Um, when he's in the plane geez, okay. on Saturday mornings for however long, what's something you'd want with you? Have we had any you know hand warmers or a you know cool pair of sunglasses? I mean, we're not giving him those things because we don't know anything about this person. But yeah, is this something or like a cush pair of socks that could be nice? It's always socks. We always go back to socks. Right. But um, these you are actually, your, your flying socks. Your flying socks. Well, we could give him the compression socks. What were you going to say, Peter? Oh, I was going to say, this is like not that practical, but like a, a mister. So while he's flying, he can practice flying in the rain. Like oh, that's a great idea. Or a mister, because by the way, you get so dehydrated in the air. 
You could do like oh, yeah, a facial mist. Well, you're both insane. Oh, you think nice. he's going to make any straight friends at flight school <laughs> if he comes with a bottle of Evian water to spray his face to make sure he stays hydrated? Well, we're only saying he should do this in his lessons. In the practicing. Yeah, I exactly. understand, but there's another pilot sitting next to him, by the way, that he's, oh, he says, lessons, hold yeah, on, let me get ready for takeoff. And he, <laughs> he does a quick Evian mist. <laughs> or he goes, and he just walks through. But I like, suppose he could missed himself before he gets on the plane. Yeah, maybe yeah. before. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to send him some mist. And water. immediately afterwards, because it's very yeah. dehydrating. So he's yeah. got some is. before and some after. Yeah, though he's flying like a Cessna right now. I mean, he really is just flying a plane that is like a two or four or possibly a six-seater plane. That's sure. all he's flying. Yeah. But a mister it is. Love it. Okay. It's the last person be just Evian, needs to download. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be a van. The other the last person needs to download Headspace. Yeah. Headspace and the new Beyonce album. I feel like that'll just knock it out of you. I haven't yeah. listened to it yet. How is it? It's fabulous. It's, you know, I'm, it's I've been... never been the biggest stan of hers. I like yeah. her. But this one feels like it's like an end of the world party. Oh, wow. It's really? very dance music, like different eras of dance huh. music. Yeah. The single that she put out. It's was like, my least 30 favorite. years old. It's not my favorite either. Yeah. But it feels like it could be like a 30-year-old like song. Like a Donna yeah. Summer song? It's very, yeah. Well, actually, it's so it's funny. She like, samples I Feel Love in it. But so it is very yeah. Donna Summer, but it also is like very Paris is Burning 80s ballroom scene kind of. Oh, that's fun. It's great. Yeah, it's like house music. It's so like, it's, yeah, like it's like a like Madonna album. <laughs> it's like a Madonna album with yeah. a sense of, and actually my friend Bruce Daniel said this, with a sense of like, Oh, let's just have one more last dance before it all ends. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like that. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's going to be played at a lot of bat mitzvahs, I bet. I bet so, Rana. Yeah. I played it at my birthday party. Well, I wouldn't know. Oh, no. So I had a party at Rana's Ooh. house while she was out of town. But Ooh. someone ended up dying in the pool. Well, not dying. Revi- they, came- they were revived. They were revived. They were revived, even yeah. though oh, my friend kept screaming, do not resuscitate to the person who, but <laughs> well- they did end up resuscitating and he's fine now. And um, Do they have a yeah. DNR? Do they? No, we thought we wanted them to. So oh, it was I like see. one of the, we were just wishful thinking, I guess. But anyway, so everything's fine now and there's, there's no more yeah. monkey pox or anything. Oh, there at least. And so everything's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Peter. It's best you weren't around for that, Ron. <laughs> this, I would, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. This was an absolute pleasure. Oh, a pleasure so for me. Fun. Such a fun guest. It really, this was great. Thank you. I loved it. Uh, I hope that these people all get good advice and I hope that they... We should say that Peter has a monthly show Where can in New people York. People come see you in New York. You have a, a monthly, monthly show. Yeah. show called I have a Caveat. monthly show. Well, it's at a place called Caveat, and it's the oh. show is called We Fixed It. It's on the Lower East Side uh, at Caveat, and it's the next one upon this airing will be September fifteenth. Oh, and how does it work? Are there you have other stand-ups too? Yeah, I host it. I co-host it with two other folks, and we have. Stand-up acts, musical acts, people do characters. It's just well, the next like time a, I'm in New York, can thing. I do some stand-up at your show? You can. Thank you certainly you. can. I'll email you. Um, Are yeah, you please. a stand-up? I am, yeah. I was, oh, I mean, I started oh, I with like Brian. second city. Oh, yeah, Brian? Yeah, well, I used to be, and then I started doing it again the last few weeks. I've been doing like weekly shows and stuff. Wow. Yeah, I great. had no idea. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, is it? I don't know. No, they've been going well. <laughs> Uh, I haven't heard about them. You're going to get huh. a letter from Brian. Should think- I get out there and do more stand-up? I- <laughs> you think you know a person, Peter. That's what I'll say. Well, I've been sort of keeping um, it on the down low until I got like, until I, but now got I feel- your feet under you a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel good now. So. You see legs. 
Yes. Um, very exciting. Yeah, uh, is there any show, Brian, sure. coming up that you want to tell people to come see you at? Not really. I, I just did two this week that was really fun, but I don't have but another one. you'll post it if you are on your Instagram sure. or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, where can people follow you on social media? Uh, at Peter Gross with a Z at the end instead of the second S. On Hungarian. Everything. Hungarian. It is. Are Hungarian. you really? Yeah. yeah. My dad was born in very far Western Romania uh, in a part that used to be Hungary. Uh, he was born in 1935, so it was like just wow. hungry couple we took a trip there ago. ron and i took a trip there together a we few did years we went to budapest together oh, we went budapest. to budapest yeah we did yeah, yeah. So, so wait a second when did he get out then he got out in 62 so he was uh, oh wow there during old. the war and everything yeah he was born before world war ii lived through that lived through uh nazis and communists yeah and then got out well the hungarian um, communists were very nasty horrible i we mean a lot that, of them were just ex what was that museum ex-Nazis. called the museum of terror the house of terror house yeah. of terror in budapest yeah. that oh, talks yeah. about how they went from like nazi symbols on their arms to immediately the yes they symbol. were called yeah. the iron cross or something yeah. like that yeah uh horrible. and now they're back which is so yeah i know wonderful. now hungary is like <laughs> yeah yeah they, they just love that uh Peter, mm-hmm. this Peter. was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure. Peter, pack, Peter picked a pack of pickled peppers. What a pleasure. Packed some pleasure into a podcast. That's right. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> you're so great. Uh, thank you. Come you back guys anytime. too. This is a blast. So fun. And, um, and thank you for people can follow you at Peter Gross on yes. uh, Instagram, as we said. And the show is September 15th, the caveat in New York. Yep. But I'm sure all the details are on your Instagram. Peter, it was an absolute pleasure, dear. Thank what you. So kiss, much fun. Kiss. You ready for the cliffhanger, Rana? You know, I am. Okay. Or, or am I? I guess Uh-oh. we're going to find out. That's like Carrie Bradshaw's book in Sex and the City, too. I do, don't I? Oh, boy. Dear Rana. Is that, Brian, are they shooting that now? I hope so. They should we be. We should have asked Peter. He's boots on the ground in New York. He He's boots told on the us. ground in New York. He knows everything there. <laughs> Dear Rana, Brian, and guest, if applicable, he just left. Huge fan, proud chip, and lover of Shades of Vanilla here with a question I will try to keep brief yet appropriately detailed. Okay. But it sounds like they read the style guide. Or heard rec- it, yeah. Or heard it, I mean. I recently mm-hmm. entered a friendship, and I'm not sure if I made the right decision. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. One of I'm, these. One of these. I'm a mid-30s woman living in D.C., Around eight years ago, a friend who I had known while serving overseas in the Peace Corps moved to D.C. as well. We had both gone to undergrad here, served overseas, and afterward I moved back. She came back to D.C. a few years later. We were not close during our service, but reconnected after our respective moves, meeting up for Mm -hmm. drinks or dinner about once a month or so. Uh It was not what I would consider a very close friendship, but she was my only friend in the area who also had the experience of doing Peace Corps, and it was nice to reminisce and connect. It soon became apparent that while we had that one life event in common, there was not a lot else to bind us except maybe being single women in a big city, exchanging bad date stories over cocktails, etc. She was always a very self-absorbed person, but it became more apparent as time went on that this was truly the case. She would always show up late to our plans and just generally talk mostly about herself, never seeming to remember or care much about anything going on in my life beyond the surface level. Mm-hmm. I settled into a superficial friendship, barely ever being the one to reach out first for plans and coming up with what lies about why I couldn't meet up half the time. Okay. I had many moments where I knew deep down that the friendship was more stressed than it was worth, but our connection to a shared experience was strong, and I felt guilt at cutting her out completely. 
All that changed about two weeks ago. During COVID, she took up pole dancing. Strong, <laughs> strong choice. <laughs> wow. And talk about be- a talk about a, you know, we got we were on the highway and the yep. wheel popped. We had to That's get right, right off. She took up pole dancing and quickly Peace be- Corps and pole dancing. Pole dancing. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And quickly became very good, taking classes four days a week. Two weeks ago, she texted me about her first performance, inviting me to come. I gave a tentative answer. Throw mama from the train. (laughs) I gave a tentative (laughs) answer. Uh, Looks like fun. I'll try and see if I can make it. After looking a bit closer at the invite, I discovered the event was about a half hour And realizing I'd been invited to a Paul dancing performance. I know. Near to public Whatever that means. I know. I I don't know if she's saying she's a stripper. I feel like she probably isn't or an exotic dancer. I don't think she is. I think it's like a class show. A class. Like a- Burlesque. Yes. Exactly. Remember burlesque? Or you remember that that like S factor or something? That was a thing in LA? Yeah, sure. After looking a bit closer at the invite, I discovered that this event was about an hour drive away near no public transportation in an area outside the city I'm not familiar with. I decided I didn't. it did not make sense to go, especially since this is a person who a few weeks before had missed my birthday party to attend many of her weekly pole dancing classes. So she, she knows where her priorities are. No kidding. Yeah. We are simply not as close friends as this ask would assume us to be. See, she messaged me the day before the event, and I realized I forgot to tell her I wasn't going to be able to go. When I told her that it was too far and I have no car or way to get there, her solution was to have me go three hours early with her and wait for the event to start, as well as wait afterward for her to be done. I said no mm. to this solution. Also letting her know I had plans earlier in the day that would conflict with that timing, in addition to not feeling well enough to muster the energy for this type of event. That's a lot of excuses not to go. I mean, pick one. Yeah, you could just pick I don't want to go. Yeah, I'm yeah. busy. Yeah. She immediately got mad, said she was annoyed, and she didn't understand how I had plans if I was already going to her event and calling my claim of feeling unwell a lie. I tried to explain... Fair enough. That the afternoon plans only conflicted with going to her. How are people early. such amateurs that they get <laughs> sick on the day? Still? I'm busy. That's all you got to say. I can't. I'm working late. I can't. I tried to explain that the afternoon plans only conflicted never throw with- never throw sickness on top. My I had a sister that used to do that all the time. Just oh, have I a can't. sore throat suddenly, or no? Something. She would just uh, ate something all right, the time. The ate of. something. Yeah. I tried to explain that the afternoon plans only conflicted with going to her event three hours early, but she was not having it. She stated that she believed my original tentative response to going implied I was was committing to her event. I was dumbfounded. I could not believe how selfish and oblivious she was being. I cannot think of one time she's gone out of her way for me, including never being on time, dropping me off at at far-flung metro stations at night instead of offering to drive me closer to home, and always making me spend hours on public transit to get to wherever she lived at the time. I sent her one last message stating that I was sorry about how she was feeling and it was not my intention to annoy or upset her. Told her I shouldn't have even mentioned not feeling well as that wasn't really the reason I couldn't go and apologize for having missed the event. But restated firmly that I could not go. I never heard back. I was so angry that I decided our friendship was done. Hmm. I deleted our text thread, though not her number. Wow. I muted her on social media. Wow. did not block or unfollow. Wow. I've intentionally ended a friendship before after a fight and just caused many emotions to surface. Did I do mm. the right thing? If this blow all blows over for her in a week or a month, which would not completely surprise me, what do I do? Do I pretend mm. nothing happened and go back to this friendship that was not serving me in any way? If I don't hear back from her, I guess I have my answer. This but is the, the cliffhanger you're telling but me? But the guilt and anger and even a bit of sadness has been <laughs> festering for the past This is the cliffhanger this week? 
all I can think I'm is that I need your wisdom. I'm hanging for a clip on an answer for this. Your advice and your honesty. Ever a devoted fan, Layla, not my real name. I bet it isn't. Otherwise, you'd get the business from Rana this week. Next week. This week. I'm hanging from a cliff, Brian. I know you are, Rana. I know. You can't die yet. We have to, we have to answer this question. <laughs> Did you think I was going to? No. I mean, you're hanging off that cliff, Rana. It's worth it to hang oh, on. Oh, I thought you were calling me old again. No, it's worth it to hang on. No, no, no. I uh, said you were a marm. And I said you were a mama set. That's what That's I said right. about you. Or a mama duke. Or just a mommet. Mommet. Uh, listen, dear. Patreon.com slash askron. Absolutely. That's what and we're going to answer this life-altering question. Is it patreon.com slash askron? $5 gets you in the doa to For the now. That is changing For now. I, I will. I know inflation. I make jokes about it, but it is. Inflation. Uh, also, I want to talk to you about another Patreon initiative we're going to be bringing back, which I'm excited about. It's okay. not the book club, but it's not not the book club. Okay. I'm here for this. Uh, so join us there. I will say we are having a blast. It is a different show, even though you think you already listened to the show. You don't. No, you have no it's idea. It's a different show, and it's a blast. Uh, com. If those subscribers go up, I'm thinking about doing a coffee kiki for subscribers only for kiki. The coffee. They deserve well, it. They've they been do. so loyal and so fabulous. We're gonna do all we have to do is schedule it now. So if you're a subscriber, I would say, well, I don't know when the cutoff is yet, but this cutoff's gonna be, you know, sipped it. Well, it won't be a cutoff. Just you'll have to subscribe and then you can join the subscribe. Kiki. And for everyone else, everyone knows what a smash success they've been. AR social. Oh, incredible. Honestly, it's brought such a fun dimension to my summer. I have to say, I look forward to it. Me too. It's so much fun. And August is going to be another down the wormhole adventure, except everyone's going to be wearing white. So I can't wait to see what you're wearing. Your linens, your seersuckas. Yeah. Polish it off. Get out your uh, stained stick because it's time to start wearing your whites. Yeah. All right, dear. I absolutely adore you. Adore. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.